Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira. And I'm Des. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? Much that, better, that Des. Great. You don't sound like Eeyore. <laughs> and uh, we are also joined by a new Undertaker who's just rushed through the series so she can catch up with us. Uh, what do you say, Tammy? Uh, I hate alternate universes. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Love you. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> Doesn't Carnival take place in an alternate universe? <laughs> it's more like dreamlike states. I don't know. <laughs> this will actually happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't caused by some some <laughs> hack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Tammy is from CarnyCast. If you don't recognize that voice, you're not listening to one of my favorite podcasts that I like to joke about hating. Uh, <laughs> you mean CarnyCost? CarnyCost. CarnyCost, yes. CarnyCost. If you want to get low prices, go to CarnyCost. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, the Yip podcast, right? Yep. Yes. Not going for the sure. easy joke, Matt. Uh but, uh, Thank you, Robin. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Not like he listens, but we're slowly assimilating every Carney co-host. So um, if you could just talk Matt and Mel to start watching Six Feet Under and don't tell them about season three. Exactly. Just, yeah. Watch up till season two. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a need to know basis. They don't need to know. <laughs> For the record, I like season three and uh, it's a nice it's a nice change. It's not the same old, same old, and uh, I look forward uh-huh. to where it's going. But uh, I can understand being new to it, you might be a little bit impatient with it, perhaps, or irritated. <laughs> okay, I just wish they'd stop sticking Rachel Griffith's name in the opening credits and then <laughs> yes. not putting her in the show. Yes, it's a tease. Did it to me again time. last night when I watched this one, uh... and I'm not impressed. <laughs> I'm not even gonna watch the credits anymore because I'm tired of it. She's the Michael Dawson of Six Feet Under. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> uh, well, so maybe some people got that. Uh, nope, I don't even know what show you're referring to, darling. Lost. Michael Dawson. Yeah. Who's Michael Dawson? Who's Michael Dawson? The 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 guy. Oh, the guy. That's so helpful. Oh, the guy. The He's guy. got eyes that and was a nose. La- that was his last name? Too late. Dawson? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh. You, you went by the character's name, not the actor's name. That threw me off. What's the actor's name? Um, yeah. that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you, you, uh, Perrineau, that guy? If, yes, Harold Perrineau. Harold Perrineau. Harold Perrineau. Well, now I know who you mean. All right. <laughs> yeah, now I know who you mean. Walt! Why don't you just say Walt? Walt! Forgot. Sorry. <laughs> hey, by the way, another uh, intro cast has started up. I'm excited to have joined the ranks of all the intro cast, the, the other Lost podcast. Um, I believe Amberly and somebody else hosted. I don't know if they listen to our show, but it's good to hear somebody join the family. So, cool. yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's not drag this out anymore. Uh, and besides, I if it, that would be a good time to play one of their promos, but they they haven't sent me one or asked me for one of their ours. So you know, whatever. Um, you might not have one yet. Oh, <laughs> oh was, we there. They weren't on the ball like we were. Like immediately, like ready with everything as soon as the podcast started. 
Oh wait, where are they? We because like... they, they don't have Super Robin. Yeah, that's true. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Here that's I come saying. to save the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now that I've done that, uh, let's get into the Darwin Awards, where somebody else can write humor for me. Um, the, this is the uh, famous website in which uh, idiots are killed, and we're happy they're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite accurate. Well, what do you, how would you describe it? Uh, where people, yes, I like it when you say when they're removed from the uh, the gene pool by their own idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's more. And and then it, yes, if it gives us a little amusement along the way, fair enough. That's true. <laughs> Well, um, then they did something good on their way. Yes. They've at least contributed something in the, in the final throes of their existence. <laughs> yes, they made us laugh. Well, if anything, these uh, these people that died in this next segment here uh, are are people that uh, would warn us how uh, evil uh, Walmart is. So. Oh, this, we already knew that. This one's called. I was going to say, I like them already. Death to all shoplifters, <laughs> yeah. and it's well, they didn't exactly cause their own death, so it doesn't quite qualify as a Darwin Award. But here's the story. Oh no, not again! Thirty-eight-year-old Russell Palmer died February second while struggling with two Walmart security guards as the results of an alleged shoplifting incident. The fatality was a repetition of a similar death by shoplifting scene that took place less than two months ago in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when 53-year-old Patrick Donovan died while being wrestled to the pavement by Walmart employees. Uh, The retailer uh, alleges that Donovan had stolen $393 worth of merchandise. Walmart workers and one bystander held Donovan down while one leaned on his back and another held down his arms and head. And by the time Donovan had stopped struggling, he had died. A similar harrowing incident (laughs) took place in August of 2005 when 30-year-old Stacy Driver of Cleveland, Ohio, a master carpenter, father of a two-year-old, died from a heart attack while lying in a Walmart parking lot. Driver was pinned down in the burning hot pavement by several Walmart workers who accused him of shoplifting a package of diapers, a pair of sunglasses, a BB gun, and a package of BBs. Uh, After Driver was handcuffed, one eyewitness said a Walmart employee had his knee on the man's neck and others were putting pressure on his back. Finally, the guy stopped moving and the employees got off of him. The eyewitness told police, they wouldn't call an ambulance. I looked at him and said, uh, hey, he's not breathing. But one guy told me that the dude was just on drugs. Uh, the Kansas City Star described this latest death as the result of a scuffle, which took place at Walmart Supercenter 234 in Kansas City, Missouri. Palmer reportedly went limp and abruptly stopped fighting while being subdued by Walmart employees. The guards attempted to conduct CPR on Palmer, but he died later in the hospital. The Kansas City police said that according to the suspected shoplifter's girlfriend, Palmer took drugs for an unspecified medical condition. One TV station claimed that Palmer was on a was a crack cocaine user with a prior arrest for stealing. And Walmart issued a statement extending its deep, deepest sympathies to the family. So You know... Just because you're a crackhead doesn't mean that Walmart <laughs> should kill you. I mean, really, come on. I, know, I also, love the justification. You know, He's on drugs. I know. So what? That doesn't mean you kill him. Uh, I can't stand Walmart. I have not set foot in a Walmart in six years. Wow. Well, they, oh, they probably... I don't know. I, I like to troll Walmart at midnight and look at all the crazies. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes, I don't it makes really buy anything. Soul. I just walk around and look at people. 
Every time I step in a Walmart, it makes my soul die a little. Uh-huh. So I stopped doing Walmart it. And my Walmart has like a bunch of elderly people working there. So I just can't imagine. Like that's all I'm picturing is all these elderly people like going out and <laughs> taking somebody down. Get him! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whacking them with their canes. Holding them down with a walker. <laughs> I think it says something for the... Um, relative robustness of Walmart shoppers that are perhaps not the fittest specimens on the planet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Certainly aren't around here. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the next time I shoplift diapers, I'll make sure to keep an eye out for any <laughs> approaching uh, senior citizens with blue vests and lip- like stripes on them or whatever. You gotta stop stealing kills. those lipsticks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, well, that was Darwin Awards, and now we have a break with uh, a little word from our friends at Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Ooh. So, Ghost infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person. Oh man, there's just way too much on all I these like channels. Things, but only in game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one. In your dreams, Nutloaf. Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? <laughs> and we're back. And uh, this is Open Casket Viewing and our episode discussion of The Eye Inside. All righty. So, Season 3, Episode 3. A young co-ed dies in a tragic accident, and Rico tries to determine why Nate is so adept at comforting the clients. Keith and David find the reality of a resort vacation different from advertised. <laughs> Ruth learns the meaning of, quote, express checkout, unquote, while shopping with Bettina. Claire's new art teacher, Olivier, is challenging her in unexpected ways. Lisa suddenly quits her job without consulting Nate. Written by Kate Robin and directed by Michael Engler. Yes, so... uh pretty good episode i guess we'll review it in total but at the end but uh tammy were you excited this was like your first six feet under episode you could comment on or yeah well uh i was really excited when i was watching season two thinking oh i can talk about this and then once season three started i was like crap maybe i should have waited till later. <laughs> or maybe you should have caught up earlier <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, there are a lot of season three haters, uh, I tell you. Our door is was... open still for future episodes. So. And I, I mean, like, I agree with Des. Like, I think this episode was a little better than the last two, and I'm hoping it just continues to get better. Mm. So, I have yeah. hope. 
Well, yeah, well, because things are starting to get put in motion that may bear fruit, thank God. Yeah. So. Well, by the end of the episode, I'm going, eh, well, you know, <laughs> it felt like the episode was a little bit of a vacation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of the vacation. Mm hmm. All right. Well, uh, it starts off with. Uh, oh, by the way, Tammy, I, t I say this to everybody. Please interrupt me as quick as possible. As soon as you want. It don't matter. Don't even apologize. Just start talking. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, you're used to Claire doing the same thing. So. <laughs> All right. Callie Renee Mortimer is walking out of a club, and we notice that Marlboros are still under five dollars in this universe. Um, <laughs> jealous. Um, some dudes start whistling at her saying stuff like, Hey baby and bitch, you know, what's going to happen. And, uh, she starts running away and runs out into the street and he's, they, they say, Hey, it's just us. And it turns out to be some friends of hers, but, uh, all of a sudden a car hits her. So can, can I rant? <laughs> yes. Okay. Why are her voice so dumb? I mean, really, I guess the fact that they are not a woman and have never had to be in a situation where they are scared for their life, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you don't do that kind of stuff to a woman, <laughs> really. I mean, how can yeah. she not think, oh, God, these guys are going to rape me? Right. Because that's what it sounds like, you know, that's what, the, what well, they were saying. And there's three guys to one girl. Right. Well, and in fact, it's, it was so convincing that I thought the opening sequence was going to be a rape death. Mm. Yes, yeah. I thought so, too. But I that was, was really just pissed off. <laughs> and the irony, is, the irony is, she's, when they call her by name, and she turns to them and, and it starts to dawn on her who they are, and she's stunned in that moment, that's when she gets hit by the car. That's why she's unaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's just wrong, you know, because you can't, I guess never having been a woman, you can't, um, you don't understand, but you cannot do oh, that to a woman. A woman. Yeah, well, it's really, it's not a funny not, joke. It's not no, remotely it's not funny. A funny joke. When a woman fears for her life or the, you know, fears that she's going to be raped, I mean, there's probably nothing scarier uh, as a woman than, you know, thinking, oh my God, these three men are going to rape me. Um, you know, yeah, because it wasn't like there was. Yeah, because it wasn't like there was one of them. There were three of them. Right. You know, right. and she's coming out. That's it's dark outside. Granted, cool. if it were me, I probably would have ran toward a populated area. But, you know, she she doesn't know what's going to happen. She's just freaking out and running for her life. And, oh, this the whole thing. Like, anytime this storyline got brought up at all in the episode, it just pissed me off even more. Because, mm -hmm. like... Nate makes a comment about it later, and it pisses me off. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. maybe this has happened to her before. Shut the hell up. I'm just so <laughs> mad. It doesn't have to have happened to you no. before to terrify the crap out of you because, I mean, seriously, that's a situation you do not ever want to be in. Um, and, and the whole, you know, the fact that this was a stupid accident upsets me. Deaths like this upset the crap out of me because it's like, if you would have just done one little thing differently, uh -oh. you know, it wouldn't have happened. Played around. It wouldn't have happened. And that really, I think that's worse than a lot of, you know, like, okay, murder, you know, wrong place, wrong time. I understand. But this one is like, oh, you're playing around and an accident happens. It's so terrible. Mm. It's, sad too, it's sad, too, because the boys... Um, 
as you said, they were being dumb boys. They were truly being dumb boys. They weren't trying to hurt her. They weren't trying to be horrible. They just really didn't understand how it was making her feel. And for them to have to learn that lesson in this way is also tragic. I feel bad for them because they really did not have any malice, of course. You know, they were joking around with their friend, but... Seriously, that is not funny at all. No, it's not funny. No. I mean, if she saw that you were her friends and you were joking around, no problem. But she thinks you're three strange men after her. I think this death rivals with the um, the gay bashing death oh, as yeah, being the yeah. two most difficult ones in the series so far. Yeah. Wow. And that, no, that really bothers me the most is the little boy with the gun. Because his oh. mother kind of... Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that Stupid, one. stupid parents. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Well, we've got an ad. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just ask if it was funny that I inferred that I was a woman before? That wasn't... I, I, I guess it was the wrong time to say that. Yes, you have to wait until we're over right. the, get, the anger right. of the girl power. Uh, Come all on. Right, all right. I am sorry. Um... <laughs> All right, so uh, David is singing with his chorus, and the director is disappointed in how bad they are. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought they didn't sound that bad. I they ruined Paper Moon. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the dude. Uh, let's see, dude. I just put dude invites David to Evan's open house. So David's going away. I don't. I didn't write down. I, th- I sometimes I put dude in my notes because I think I'm gonna like go back and get the character's name at the end of the episode, but I totally didn't. So did you guys catch the dude's name? <laughs> Some I did dude. not. Some no. Dude. no, I did dude. not. Dude, I think his name was dude. But hey, yeah. there's all there's an option to Keith, <laughs> an alternative potentially. Yeah, that's what I yeah. put. <laughs> Yep. I was like, ooh, maybe when he breaks up with Keith in the next episode or two, yeah. he'll start going out with new people. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Um, so Phil is having one amazing orgasm. Uh, <laughs> and we hear it from the street. Um, he thought he gave Claire some mul- multiple orgasms, but she only had one. Uh, Phil wants to stay over. He needs to pee, so she asks him to go out the window. <laughs> which I've done before. Let me get a nice, a nice view of his butt. Sorry, which you've done before? Back up. I, I've peed out the window before. <laughs> oh my gosh! Heck yeah. See, men get all the fun stuff, like peeing out <laughs> windows and not being scared of rape. You know, I mean, <laughs> so uh, there. I, I actually had a I had an experience where I was scared of rape before. And I'm not even joking about it. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, it, let me just bring it up. Really you were quick. in prison, Robert? No. <laughs> <laughs> How do we not know this? Hey, don't joke about it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. when I was like a teenager, I was uh, talking on the CB with some uh, people. And there's this girl with like a really hot voice who's talking to me uh, over the CB. And she met me in the middle of town. I think I was like 15 or 16. And picked me up. And yeah. She was amazingly large, um, and it was you know in at, at the time I was just kind of like, oh, I am not going to have my first experience with this woman. <laughs> but you know, in flashback, you know, she we drove around. She talked. We talked a bit, and then she just kind of dropped me back off in the middle of town and took off. I don't think I remember what her name was. 
Um, and, uh, you know, in flashback, I'm like, wow, I could have really gotten hurt <laughs> because she could have yeah. totally taken me. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in, in all seriousness, okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we joke around about, you know, men not being raped and everything, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. It does happen. And it's wrong. It's wrong no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, men can be raped, women can be raped and no one should be raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could have drove me anywhere. It was, yeah. I just yeah. thought that. I was like, whoa, I actually. Well, you know, you were a teenage boy, so you were stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's a given. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah hot voice in the CB. Good place to find chicks. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, predecessor to the internet, Robin. Oh, yeah, it really was, too. It really yeah. was. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Ruth and Bettina are hiking. And Bettina's ass is killing her. Uh, speaking of killing, uh, they had a dog named Yippy, Ruth did, and <laughs> it died by crawling under Nate's bed when David came home from the hospital uh, of a heart defect. It's just a weird story. Um, it was the saddest, funniest story ever. <laughs> well, the whole fact that they bought the dog so Nate wouldn't be jealous of David, and then the dog dies the very day they bring him home from the hospital. That sounds like therapy coming in the future for that child, you know? <laughs> we find out a little bit of uh, Bettina's past. She lost her uh, forty, her first husband, 46 years old, to, heart, to a heart defect as well. Um, the second was to melanoma. Uh, actually, it was the third. The second one was a real dog that wanted to sleep with all her friends. And it turns out she, Bruce finds out that her daughter was actually on the plan. And now she's hoarding firearms in Montana. So that really worked. <laughs> Bettina ended up letting her go, but her son's fine. And Ruth wants to leave her job interview. Wait, wait. She said her son house, was so. fine, but earlier she said something about him burning down a house. I don't what? remember. Did, when? Did, did anyone catch that? Not when yet. they were having the conversation, she said something about her son, and then she said something about burning down a oh. house or something. See, and I thought the first son, or the no. first husband had the melanoma, and the third one had the heart attack, but hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought so I too. Do. Oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> I might have mixed them up. <laughs> And I love Bettina so much. Can this reality be about her, Robin? <laughs> I do too. Maybe she'll travel to the other reality. That would be good. I thought the little bench they sat on was hilarious. Did you see how high it was? They had it's to so stand high. on a tree stump in order to get onto the seat of that thing. Yeah, I actually. Uh, Why was it so high? I listened to a uh, the commentary with the director, Michael Angler. And uh, yeah, that was that's an actual like bench on the Hollywood Hills. It has a great view over the city. And oh. apparently when they finally went up to film at that spot, it rained. So the view was totally <laughs> terrible. So he's like, we could have totally done that whole scene on a sound shit stage because everything is shot up so close because they're trying to avoid, you know, seeing all the, you know, <laughs> like the puddles around and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't have Matt here. Boop. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> You did what? What was that? Matt, Matt, and his commentary what? boop from Carney Cost. Commentary. Oh, right. Carney Cost. The lowest price Carney in town. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Bettina talks her out of going to a job interview and going to breakfast with her. So uh, Bettina is filling her because <laughs> like, oh like, my. Like, <laughs> 
it's like like Phil was doing that to Claire in the last episode. Oh dear, I think I missed that scene, Robin. Hey oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have a quick sad scene with Callie's sister and mother recounting about how she died. Well, his mother's actually pretty silent, um, and Rico is totally shocked by this whole thing. Yeah, he's uh, like, of course he's. he's- better at this intake stuff at all no he's probably judging them the whole time too yeah well yeah it's it's just we you know i don't know he he just asked them to like clarify themselves right in the middle and he he's too like he's too like shocked to be tactful about it i think that's the way yeah yeah it seems like he's so taken aback as the realization dawns on him that he doesn't know how to maintain professionalism yeah yeah, I think he that's needs what it some is. Acting lessons or something, <laughs> you know, because then he could hide that and pretend to care. You know, <laughs> we can get back to it later, like later in the episode when he and Nate discuss this. We can come back. Yeah, yeah okay, because I, I kind of disagree. But anyway, um, uh, Lisa finds Carol. And Wait, it... what do you disagree about? You think he's good at it? No, no, save it for later. Save it no. for later. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa finds Carol in a pillow tent. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It made me think of uh, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, oh, the, the, yeah. the little girl in her little, the ghost girl in oh. her tent. I just was, ex- I don't know what scary. I thought was going to happen to that chocolate cake, but <laughs> something bad. <laughs> I just like that she calls it her safe white place. <laughs> yeah, Lisa asks her if she has her cake towel. Like, this is a what normal the hell is thing. That? What is I kind it's of like reminded of uh, David and his milk in his t- in his hand towel. I was just like, yeah. what is going on? And you know, we'll be talking about the other stuff in this scene later. But when we come back to the bedroom, you know, the, it's a mess in the bed, and there's chocolate all over that bed. If you notice in the background, <laughs> and she was saying, "Watch out! These are new sheets, expensive <laughs> sheets." So you know, yeah. she, her level she was watch out. Her wacky level just gets higher and higher. Every episode. She's crazy. Absolutely yes. crazy. Yeah, she's crazy, needy, clingy, weird. Yeah. She's upset about the interview with Kate Hudson's people and uh, says that nobody wants to take care of her. And they hear Maya cry. And Carol reminds her that she needs her poopy shake at two. And uh, it starts crabbing <laughs> about the driveway again. I have an aside. I wonder if the writers of this show have particular actresses that they either do or do not, do not like. Because last week it was Melissa Gilbert. <laughs> out. And I mean, maybe they hated Little House on the Prairie when they were little. I have no idea. Now apparently it's Kate Hudson yeah. issues. Just, I'm just wondering, you know, I, these are the things that cross my mind. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, I be, if 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 I was a better producer, I'd look up Kate Hudson and see what she was doing around this time. And if there's any connections to anybody on Six Feet Under, but I didn't. I don't I suck. know. Listeners, well, oh, where's 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 Missy? Missy should be doing this stuff. <laughs> She's busy writing Carney Cost. Uh, Are you listening, Missy? You have an assignment. She had wrote not written us in a while. Um, so yeah, Phil is showing off his tattoo to Ruth. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Ruth starts talking about Bettina as as like there's this uh, girl. <laughs> are, are they like going to be lovers now? What's up with that? That's kind of yeah. Nah, I, don't I don't know if so. I want to see old lady love. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not saying a thing. Uh, but I think uh, Ruth has a crush on her, kind of like yeah. 
Yeah, she's spitting. Yeah. She's spitting. That's well, all. Because Bettina's so different and yeah. so kind of cool compared to Ruth and her stodginess. So well, she li- she's lively and she challenges Ruth to rethink her assumptions. It's good for Ruth. Yeah, she's not the best influence, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe not completely, but it makes Ruth just it shakes her up a bit. Sometimes I think Ruth needs a good shaking and not by the plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Claire wants to go see Clockwork Orange. Russell suggested it's like a movie that every human needs to see. But Phil is playing mm-hmm. at The Smell. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't want her to come, but he doesn't mind uh, uh, going the next day. She said that Eyes Wide Shut is playing... He says, oh, I don't mind seeing that. She's like, I already saw it. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. yeah. When she just, hasn't seen a Clockwork Orange. Wow. Clockwork Orange, not really a great date movie. <laughs> no. Um, <given> the, <laughs> speaking of rape scenes, oh, man. Um, ugh. Ugh, it's a good movie, yeah. though. Well, it's just funny because Phil uh, had said to Ruth, it's really bad to be begging for it. Like when he's trying to give her advice. Mm-hmm. And then and you can see Claire kind of perk up when he said that. Yeah. But then she does exactly that. She just kind of yeah. throws herself at him. And it's just like, oh, this is very sad to watch, mm. Claire. Yeah, it was. And I don't know. The the whole Eyes Wide Shut reference is hilarious just because Claire says she already saw it. But, you know, Eyes Wide Shut is all about like a married couple that wants to, you know, try sleeping with other people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, I don't know. I've not seen that one. Spoilers. Um, We go to Keith reading about how wonderful Los Lomos is as they drive there. And I have here, David has to put a dollar in the douchebag jar for singing. Um, That's for the new... I actually thought that was kind of funny. That's for the new girl fans out there. Uh, (laughs) Nobody here is one. No. Uh, okay. It, that show sucks. Can you stick to our show, Robin? Please. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Did I, did I say Carney Cast so in the last couple minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something on the commentary here. Um, yeah, Michael Engler really wanted to improve on the whole fake driving thing, and he he thinks he pulled off a pretty good shot here with them driving and when they drove back. Um, he said. If anything, it looks more like a Hitchcock movie than what it used to look like in season one and season two, where it was just like green screen. But they had like projectors and mirrors uh, with lights reflected in them just to make it look like they were passing things, you know, light reflecting off of things. I think they pulled it off pretty well. Um, I didn't notice it at this time, but on their way back, I noticed, and I it was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, because he, he was like, well, you know, one scene is you know driving, and that's fine enough, but the next, the the, the final scene is them driving on the LA freeway and getting stuck in this huge traffic jam, and they're not supposed to like really do any filming during that kind of thing, you know. It's, it's against the law or something. I don't know, or it's not safe. Oh. It's not, definitely not safe. But um, uh, speaking of fun stuff to do in a car, uh, <laughs> Nate masturbates in his car nice listening segment. to NPR. I thought for sure he was going to get arrested. Also, who gets turned on listening to NPR talk about animals? <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Apparently, why can't he like just go home and do it in the shower like everybody else? Right. What the hell, Nate? Right. 
Did you learn anything from American Beauty? <laughs> Sometimes when the mood overcomes you, you just have to act <laughs> on <laughs> Wow. And the mood overcame him listening to that uh, boring show about animals. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I mean... Um, well, not just me, but the the commentary boop uh, said that uh, <laughs> you know Nate finally has like a time to himself, and he realizes he's finally by himself for for just one moment, and he just decides that now is the time to explore himself. So <laughs> that's that's poor Nate. That's why <laughs> he made the he made the biggest mistake in this uh, alternative world. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I think so as well, but that's why I don't feel bad for him. It was his choice. He needs yes. to own up. I think he's such a douche this episode. <laughs> I really just like, I, uh, you know, I, between him being passive ag- aggressive this episode, you know, and Lisa doing it most of the time, I'm just like, this is the worst couple ever. <laughs> worse yes. than worse than Nate and Brenda. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love Nate and Brenda. Worse They're than fun. David and Keith. Listeners, write in. Who is that's the worst a tough couple? one? Settle this. Settle this up. Um, I go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, I think that. I think that I just don't like David and Keith at all together. But um, I. I don't think they're a good couple at all. Now Lisa and Nate are just so fucking boring, and who gives a shit. <laughs> So that's the difference there. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, after getting done pumping himself, he comes home to find Lisa pumping herself. <laughs> to Des's delight, he says, "Moo." Uh, <laughs> really, not a good thing to say. Tip for the men out there: uh, not a good thing to say to your wife when she's pumping breast milk. Okay. Yeah. He does call I her like a fountain it. of life. Oh, oh really? that doesn't make oh, up for so I'm with Lisa on this one. Ick, ick. Yeah. Ick, lame chance at recovery, Nader. <laughs> <laughs> um, they talk a bit about Carol and the driveway dilemma, and Lisa resolves. She says, let's do our part for peace. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Lisa on that one. I said that before. I think Nate should just grow up and stop parking in the goddamn driveway. I'm getting tired of hearing about the stupid driveway. Yeah. Well, he's obviously doing it on purpose just to be an ass. So, well, that's why they're stupid. Stop being an ass. Yeah. Well, you oh, know, <laughs> I'm with him on that. I, I, I would probably do it too. <laughs> I, I don't like that. being told what to do. Yeah, but if you're that annoyed, uh, it, move out. Mm. Move out. That's get that your own. Exactly. It annoys me. It's just yeah. passive aggressive, Des. Exactly. It's so fucking passive aggressive. <laughs> Nate, just either don't pass it or park it or leave. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your own damn house. Stop being a douche. Jeez. See, that's what I would do. But see, I'm a little passive aggressive too. So you know, I like to do little things to piss people off. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm resisting there to say, for example. <laughs> there are too many examples <laughs> <laughs> Alright so David and Keith are walking poolside In David's head pretty much Everybody's revolted by the gay couple <laughs> There's a woman that's horrified There's a dude's throwing up uh, His mother's covering her child with a towel uh, There's all sorts of horrible names being called And uh, yeah It turns out it's just David You know 
thinking too hard about or imagining too much. And uh, nobody seems to be revolted at all, uh, except uh, uh, we're revolted when Keith makes this horrible noise moving a lounge chair over. <laughs> um, David meets <laughs> Sheila, who lets him take the lounge chair near her, and there's just this horrible dragging noise. Uh, but wait, she says something amazing. She oh. says that they have aqua hip hop classes, and I'm like, I want to take an aqua hip hop class so bad. <laughs> Where is this magical place? <laughs> uh, Los Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So where did I go? I lost my place. No, oh, they were dragging oh, their we chairs. All right. yeah. That's what you get for telling me to interrupt. No, no, interrupt, <laughs> please. Girl, interrupt. Uh, stupid. Uh, David is antsy about acting too gay, and Keith makes him cuddle up with him and get their picture taken. They totally okay. This is like season one, David and Keith's relationship, mm. with David being all ashamed of being gay, and you know them Keith actually, you know, wanting to be with David and not being a total asshole. Yeah, it was refresh refreshing because you know they haven't been like that since they broke <laughs> up that first time. This, uh, I'm so glad you said that. That was exactly what I was I was thinking. This is season one, David and Keith. What the hell happens? Yeah. <laughs> like, they go on vacation and they go back two seasons. <gasps> There's your answer. Everybody needs to go on vacation. <laughs> yes. And this universe will be defeated. <laughs> Apparently, they, have, they cannot have a relationship in the real world. They just have to be uh, vacation lovers because um, <laughs> it does not work in, you know, usually – just on vacation. Baby wasn't sleeping. I was going to open the door and yell, honey, we have to be vacation lovers. <laughs> vacation <that>. lovers. <laughs> That's yep. what we are. Uh, wow. All right. So uh, Ruth and Bettina are shopping and thinking of getting their hair dead and not that hair. Uh, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and Bettina urges her to try something on more modern. Speaking of Bettina and the hair down there, yeah. you know, you could see her naked in that movie. What was it about Schmidt? About Schmidt. <laughs> I think it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claire finds out from Russell that there's a new teacher for her class. Claire's mad that another hey. thing is not quite what was shown to her in the catalog. What? Zachary Quinto. Yep. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he was adorable. I like him. So Siler shows up. <laughs> exactly. I was like, watch out. He'll kill you and take your power. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Siler, Siler, uh, pre free powers. Apparently was working on his art. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I love this evolution of some characters. You know, I mean, like like um, uh, Tommy Dolan, who started off in Carnival, and then he got sent to prison, and then he broke out of prison and became a guy at the Carnival <laughs> yeah. <and> Heroes. <laughs> we can say that Siler started off as a struggling art student. Nobody, <laughs> he really sucked and at then- it. <laughs> The, the teacher made fun of his art, so he turned to the dark side, and <laughs> off the top of people's heads. Yeah, uh, I see it. So yeah, Siler actually is billed as hip student in yeah. this episode. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Hip student. Um, he re- uh, anyway, he re- reassures him that uh, Olivier Castrostal is supposed to be awesome. Uh, and Olivier comes in, and he can't believe the place that they set him up in. And he says, this is not a lecture cast. This is going to be a studio. And he insists on no raising of hands and says it's going to be an art class and ambivalent people must leave. And that girl, I know her too, but I couldn't look her up because... I can tell you. I can't think of her name. What's her name? I don't know what her name is, but she is Peter Parker's Russian neighbor. Yes, yes. And she was also uh, just on American Horror Story. Yes, the, uh, home yes, she was. She. Yeah. Yes, she was. I can't remember her name. I'm gonna, now I can look her up now that I have something else to look her up with. Yeah. Don't be cross... I'm okay. not looking up on don't be cross six feet under Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Olivier tells them all to get on the floor and draw a picture of a day in their lives that was the most horrible. And then Siler acts ambivalent. Um, so <laughs> Rico and Nate look over the body and talk about how Callie died. Um, they talk about, uh, how uh. women be getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> and, Vin- and then they talk about how um, about women being hot and what they're wearing, <laughs> and you know what? None of that shit matters. Stop being yeah. ignorant, stupid idiot, guys. Magina Tova. All right, I think it's m- that's her name. Magina. Magina. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, Russian pronunciation. <laughs> Shut up, Robin. Um, <laughs> I'll say it if you won't. Um, so, yeah, uh, apparently Vanessa gets scared even when she's out with the kids. And Nate is certain that Lisa doesn't get scared. Lisa doesn't wear skirts or high heels. Oh, for God's sake. Vanessa yeah. says he gets scared. she gets scared when she's in her big fat sweatpants. But she's hot. And then he no, says, hey, Lisa's not. hot. <laughs> no, she's not. Rico doesn't want to talk about Nate's wife that way. And Nate thinks no, it's I- weird that he has a wife. And Rico knew Vanessa would be his wife at 16. And he says the first year is the hardest, especially with a baby. And Nate protests that it's great and he's into it. Sure. Yeah, because um, <laughs> Rico is the husband and father of the year. So let's take his advice. <laughs> hey, he diffused himself uh, in the last episode. He was he, we, we expected some horrible, horrible stuff to come out of Rico at home, at least. And uh, Oh, he did one thing right. whoop de doo <laughs> I like to give Rico points when he earns them. And uh, I think he earned them with that scene. Is Moyer still here? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Oh, shit. I better check Skype. Um, Okay. So we uh, go to the next scene and we see a a picture of Carol with the Clintons. And uh, Lisa arrives with Maya. In a grocery cart is what it looked like. It didn't look like a stroller. (laughs) It's probably one of those hippie ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's an earth friendly stroller. Looks you can put your groceries in it too, so you don't exactly. <laughs> waste extra shopping cart time. Um uh, but she's late with the poopy shake and Carol is as annoyed as annoyed with the baby as Des is, I have written here. Um High five Carol <laughs> She doesn't think Lisa's being sensitive to her or Des. And <laughs> Lisa didn't have Nate or the baby when she was hired. Uh, Le- Why didn't Carol just say your baby's ruining everything? <laughs> Ruin this entire show. 
You know, while I do think Carol is a bit crazy, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That baby is not her problem. Mm-hmm. If Lisa is it's supposed to be right. working for her, then she's supposed to be working. She's not supposed to have her kid. That's yeah, why you get it. some fucking daycare, damn it. Except exactly. that Lisa's hours don't seem to have any any uh, limitations. Like, yeah. what are her working hours supposed to friggin' be? This chick can call her up anytime she wants to, evening, daytime, whatever. Quick, get over menu plan. Like, house. They need to move away. <laughs> and then Lisa yes, should set boundaries. Instead of yeah. basically letting it all build up, and then she just quits. And it's yep. partially her own fault. She, <laughs> yep. I was she so, took like, that job. Yeah. yeah. She, she took, took that job. job and when it, when, I'm sure it didn't take long for her to be at the beck and call. She should have put down her foot then or, you know, mm-hmm. established some ground rules or something, you know. I think Carol is, Carol's a bottomless pit of need. And I think oh, that yeah, yeah. no matter how much Lisa would try to put ground rules down, Carol would just bowl over them. Like, you're right. Lisa shouldn't be living under her roof. She should have a time she comes to work and she leaves from work. And, and the baby's not part of that. It's just a stupid setup. Mm. Yeah. Well, you never know. It could have gotten worse. I mean, we didn't see the months in between. It could have gotten worse once the baby and Nate came. Uh, well, the baby was already there. Once Nate came, maybe. That she was struggling for power and struggling for Lisa's time. Um, and uh, it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, well, you're you're a mother now. Set your priorities. Mm. You know, this job, your child. Which one's more important? <laughs> so you think <laughs> she should put my for adoption? You're like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I have no, I have no patience for people who put themselves in a bad situation and are like, wah wah wah. Okay. Do something about it. All right. So you don't feel any empathy for Lisa at all in this scene? I no. Although I am happy that she quit. Exa- that's exactly how I feel, Des. I don't feel bad for her at all, but I'm glad she finally stood up for herself. It was just yeah. like horrible timing. She needed to do it when she actually had a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. Right now, right. it was just like you're you put yourself in this situation. So right, and I, I really have no empathy for people who are doormats. You, you know, stop rolling over and taking it. You know, be assertive. I just I just <laughs> thought of Lib- Libby and Jonesy just then. Carney cast. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't even have the... to promote myself. <laughs> I, I haven't watched the latest episode, so that was even me. the latest. Yes, I know what you're talking about, and that was yes, oh, okay. that was the one where we got to see Jonesy Peen. <laughs> Best scene ever. Well, Jonesy's a chicken in the next one, so you won't be so happy with him. A chicken Spoilers. or a chick? Chicken. Oh, <laughs> uh, literally. What? <laughs> Literally, does he have feathers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I just said he's a chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Siler shows the drawing of his friend who OD'd. Oh. Yeah. And everybody groans. <laughs> I hate art. I hate art so much. <laughs> it's so the teacher's so fucking pretentious. Yeah. And it, I just rolled my eyes the whole scene. I have I'm not a creative artsy person and artsy people just make me roll my eyes because they sound idiotic. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, it's ridiculous. 
So yeah, uh, Olivier asks them to uh, write a name of their favorite artist, and it, it, and he finds out that uh, yeah, Siler was inspired by Kandinsky or whatever his name is, and Claire was inspired by Huppert, even though she wouldn't admit it. And he says that he, you should use the eye inside, and every work you ha- make should be a surprise to the earth. Oh my God, my eyes. My eyes hurt from rolling so bad. <laughs> Can I just say, though, that even though, yeah, the art teacher is obviously almost like a caricature. Um, I'm still happy to see somebody inspiring Claire and getting her back in touch with why she was there in the first place. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. It's You wanted to encourage them to do their own work and everything, you know, not not just copy what they see from famous artists but really do you have to do it in such a douchey way (laughs) you know it's just ridiculous well uh i mean that the thing the director actually said in the commentary is that um he said that um this this guy is you know he's a good teacher you know he's definitely inspiring but you know it's up to the viewer whether or not you think that you know, he's got something really good to say and good to teach, or he's just kind of like, you know, bullshit. (laughs) So I think a little bit of both. So, uh, Ruth is rocking a trench coat with tassels and, uh, (laughs) Bettina tells her to buy the black suit. Ruth refuses. Bettina says she doesn't, she'll buy it for, um, Ruth is. Am I am I the only one who didn't like the black suit? I didn't like the black I suit. Didn't like I didn't. I hated either. it. It was, it was shapeless on her. It looked terrible. Yes. Thank you. I like the trench coat with tassels. Yeah, I like the trench coat. Yeah. And yeah. That was I didn't like the suit at all. Thrown aside like nothing. Um, out in the store, Bettina finds a scarf she likes and stuffs it in her purse. She says that women our age are invisible, so we can get away with murder. <laughs> All right, so uh, Keith wants to go to the Fiesta Barbecue. David is not into being gay with all the straight people. And his <laughs> running commentary in his head about how he acts and who he's, who he's offending is really bothering him. And Keith urges him to relax and says that Frank wants them not to feel so isolated. And that if they're having a limbo contest, David could win it. <laughs> Which is a scene I wish we saw. Um <laughs> <laughs> Ruth, I oh. I actually liked David and Keith together mm-hmm. in most of this episode. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm amazed. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, huh? Um, Ruth is looking for flirtation lipstick. Clark looks for some. Bettina finds one and almost gets outed by Ruth, but uh, <laughs> she gets Ruth to shove it in her bag. And uh, <laughs> my wife is so cute. She's just like. He yelled at a TV set during that scene. She's like, what are you doing, Ruth? Bettina's <laughs> <laughs> but, but a bad influence. She is. Yeah. yeah. Like stealing lipstick. That's how it starts. That's the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> the gateway drug. Next thing you know, they'll be doing crack. <laughs> um, at the fiesta, David and Keith are a bit scared by the food and really not into the whole party at all. <laughs> So they decide to get drunk and do some room service. And Nate comes home to Lisa packing. And she says uh, the whole situation is not good for Maya. The whole, all this dementia um, around. Uh, Nate is upset that she did this without talking to him. And he's also upset 
they're going to have to stay at his mom's house. I was upset that she didn't call him right away to tell him. She waited till he got yeah. home. And, Seriously. And trying to be like, oh, it's, you know, it's not good for Maya. No, it's not good for you. Just Thank own up you. to what happened. Thanks. And be done with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's more of her touchy-feely like bullshit Lisa, when, she thinks, <laughs> when she thinks it's about Maya. Yeah. I don't think much of anybody likes Lisa that much, actually. Love her. Except for maybe Steph <laughs> and Robin. But Love Robin's her. a boy and he's dumb. Boys are dumb, so it's okay. Uh, you know, if I didn't live in Vermont and have so many, like, hippie girls that were just like this. <laughs> oh, hippies are so gross. Uh, anyway, fish tour was awesome. Okay, so, um, <laughs> David, I seriously went on it. <laughs> David oh, is having God. a loud <laughs> orgasm. Um, they're very drunk and gay and here to stay. Uh, Keith, <laughs> Keith bursts out into some Stevie Wonder. David is delighted and they start to sing along. And then as we fade out, we see David doing a really... This whole the whole clapping and bobbing head Stevie Wonder impersonation that I was just like, really, David, <laughs> you gonna go there? But I like this scene with the two of them. They were just like so yeah. happy. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, it reminds me of uh, another podcast I was on, Media Junkyard, where we had an episode called "Go Fuck Yourself, <laughs> Stevie Wonder." <laughs> oh man it was horrible um uh, so listen to that if you want to hear about that um so the next ep- next scene next scene oh jeez i just re- i was just reminded again hey this is the derail episode how you doing welcome to the other train tracks um i i just want to formally apologize to tammy about making horrible jokes <laughs> about etta james yesterday on twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really bad, Robin. <laughs> I laughed, but I felt bad about no. it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, therefore, I was like, "Well, it's Robin's fault that I laughed." Yeah, so, it's really person. his fault. <laughs> <clears throat> I wrote down. Um, <laughs> no, I won't say it. <laughs> El Robinero on the Twitter, if you want to read it. I feel terrible. I feel like deleting it. Uh, okay, so Nate and Lisa are moving into David's old apartment. And they don't have any furniture. And Nate is very pissed. Ruth is happy they're here, but when Maya starts to cry, she doesn't pick her up when Lisa says it's okay. Um... Olivier shows everyone Claire's charcoal drawing of gravestones, and he says it's good because it makes him want to throw up. And it's, <sighs> it's okay because you know, if you don't like your own work, that means you're doing a good job. I, okay, that I I thought that was that was something good that he said. You know, when you hate your own work, mm-hmm. that means you're probably doing a good job. Yes, but seriously, art doesn't have to make you feel like you're gonna throw up to be something you like. <laughs> Give me a break. Art should art supposedly is uh, supposed to invoke you know lots of different feelings and not just nausea. <laughs> <laughs> and when he holds up that other girl's drawing, I was just kind of like. Now that one makes me want to throw up right there. <laughs> it's like, does this make you want to throw up? I'm like, yes. That looks like something I sketched in high school. It's terrible. Um, okay, so we're at the Mortimer Wake, um, and one of the boys who scared her is eulogizing her. The other guys are a complete wreck. 
and so is her family. Um, uh, the boy said, the guy says, we're pretending we're this thing that we were, we're not. And when she saw who we were, she had this look on her face, like, how could this be you? And the mother goes into the other room and Nate follows. He sits with her and holds her and Rico watches. I felt so bad for that mom. Mm. Uh huh. And I, 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 I was actually a little surprised that they, that he, I mean, I know it was an accident and everything, but I was surprised that one of the, the guys had gotten up to speak at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. in the opening with uh, the sister and the mother doing the intake, you, you could tell the sister was like angry with them, you know, but she yes. still was feeling kind of bad that that happened. Like uh-huh. she wasn't, she wasn't so angry that she would not want them to stay. She would want them to stay away, not honor her. Right. I mean, I don't feel like she was blaming them, blaming no, them, no. you know, like they, they caused it, but they didn't mean to, mm-hmm. you know, I, they were, ugh, they were being stupid. So, yeah, I found this kind of emotional. Um, so later Rico says to Nate that he didn't know what to say. He didn't know whether to hug her or not. So he didn't go after her. And Nate says, you just have to be there. Rico says that downstairs it's just a body, but upstairs it could be a wife or a sister or a mother. He starts thinking, what if it could be Vanessa or, or Julio? And Nate says he doesn't bring Lisa or Maya into his thoughts here. And Rico says he's lucky. Moira? And and that's why Nate's the best at, in, at you know, intake and comforting and everything. Right. Is Moira there? Rico sucks. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We got to the scene <laughs> we were talking about earlier. We started re- referencing earlier. What were we going to say, Rico? I was going to say um, that uh, to give Rico a little bit of credit, at least he's starting to recognize some of his own deficiencies. Right. Uh-huh. Which I, well, I think he thought this was such a simple job. Yeah. I think uh-huh. he was watching the Fisher brothers do it and all this time and just assuming he didn't really put much stock maybe in what they did or recognize how hard it was what they did. And he's now starting to realize there's a lot more to it. So who knows? Maybe he'll stop being such a douche. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. No, I doubt it. (laughs) I think he'll stay downstairs where he belongs from now on. I think, I think he's starting to realize that is where he belongs. Yeah. So now Robin, you were disagreeing earlier with something, right? About this scene. When we were talking earlier, you said you would say something later. I don't remember what it was exactly. Oh, um, no, I just, uh, I, I see, I see Rico being a little less of an asshole <laughs> in this episode because like Moira said, he starts to realize like there's, there's limits to what he can do. And he starts to let go of a little bit of that. He's like, well, Nate really needs to be doing this. Not me. Well, you yeah. know, even a even a broken clock is right twice a day, so <laughs> I can't I can't give people that much credit. <laughs> oh. I think I think that was a good step for him, though. Yeah. I really do. Good. I I hope that he starts to, you know, realize that you know he's not the be all end all of. Mm-hmm. The fucking company and everything. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, good. I can read this uh, feedback from Freddy Rodriguez later. So <laughs> he's a little angry. <laughs> Just uh, I like Freddy Rodriguez. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I don't like Rico. <laughs> That's how you know he's a good actor <laughs> because I like the man. I hate his character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Claire. 
goes to Phil and says she's not into the whole seeing other people thing. And Phil says he's not sure he'd want when he wants to get serious. Phil wants to give it time, but Claire really can't deal with this this whole arrangement. She says that's it. Phil wants a hug. She starts to give him one, then breaks away and goes off to the hearse and drives off. Good for you, Claire. Yay! Um, Nate is watching Friends on the sun porch. Lisa wonders why he doesn't want to watch it with her and Maya. <laughs> I mean, they had to have TV right in the same place, you know? Um, Lisa actually has like a hundred questions for him, and he just wants her to relax. And we find out Lisa is really not into vaccinating the baby and wants to. Sure she's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when she walks, starts to walk out of the room, she asks, Are you coming? And he leaps up yeah. and joins her. Now I understand why Nate needs these little private moments (laughs) (laughs) because she's all up his ass constantly and it's fucking annoying. He probably doesn't get a moment to himself at all at home. Mm -hmm. So the last scene is David and Keith driving back from Los Lomos and uh, David is playing his version of Rocket Man on the stereo, the, the choir version, and they start to sing together. And then they run into traffic, the stress level rises, and we're back to the real world. Yeah. Uh, so that, sad. Yeah, that I, I was really actually enjoying them as a couple this episode, mm. and I was hoping maybe they were able to recapture that, but apparently not. They need to break up. If they can only be, you know, happy together on vacation. Right. That's not going to work. Well, there's this whole um, uh, weird vortex that you drive through when you're coming back from Los Lomos that brings you from season one to season three. Apparently. <laughs> it's like a, a, a little time. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's it called? A black wormhole. hole. Yeah. Wormhole. Wormhole. Black hole. Wormhole. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Wormhole. That's the word. Mm-hmm. So uh, thoughts on my theory, Tammy? Uh, yeah, they need to just jump over the, the to the other side of the highway and drive back. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's good for this episode. <laughs> and uh, let's take a little break and hear from our friends at Potential Cast. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see some of myself in Cordelia. I really like that life for some reason. <laughs> the show does that a lot, and I really like it. I love Child's explanation about Buffy is a slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. No who's. All right, I see how it is. Um, (laughs) 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 We want to talk more about Carmen (laughs) Cash. All right, so uh, next segment is Fisher of the Week. And we award a Fisher family member who's our favorite this week, and we say why. And no matter what Claire says in the last episode, yes, Lisa and Maya are Fishers. Uh, 
So, <sighs> Des, you're going to start with Maya, right? Lisa? Um, shit, I got to pick somebody? <laughs> oh, crap. This episode was just hard to pick anybody. Um, I'm going to just say... Hmm. Can I go next or last? <laughs> That's not an option. That's not your. Why don't we let our guests go first? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we we're should really, do that. We're really, we're really gonna take the pressure off of does right now. There, I have. Two, I'm looking at two different ones, right. and I'm trying well, to let, figure let's out. Let's have which Tammy one. help you decide, Tammy. Okay. Well, I originally wrote down Ruth, but I've changed my mind since recording. So I'm going to go with Claire. Um, I'm really glad that she is starting to be more engaged in her art classes. Mm -hmm. And she broke up with Phil. And she was just being honest with herself and with him and and got out of there. Nice. And Moira? That's exactly who I was going to say for exactly the same reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, Claire. No contest. Um... Nate is wimpy. Keith and David are in a stupid vortex. And Ruth is being <laughs> turned into a criminal. So <laughs> I think what? Claire wins it hands Wait down. And it's not baby Maya. And it sure as hell isn't. I don't vaccinate Lisa. Uh, I say, <laughs> so I want to make sure you considered all your options. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd ever vote for Lisa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to be so off the hook if they any of the family members get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Pick the pooch. I liked Yippie this episode. (laughs) That would be awesome. Then I would always have a backup. (laughs) Well, giving. All right. Go ahead. You guys guys helped convince me. I'm going to pick Claire also because, especially because she broke up with what's what's his nuts? Tattoo Um, man. Yeah. Phil. I don't even. Thank you. I so don't care what his name is. Well, all the Mister. Oh, Mister. Can I just check in with you? I had a big orgasm, and I'm such a great lover. I bet you, I gave you multiple ones. Was <laughs> I the only one irritated by that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was a little bit too. Well, well all I thought was himself. when he was like uh, there with his tribal tattoos, and I'm like, I'm sure now he would regret getting those. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were cool at one time, but. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing about tattoos in general, though, right? If yeah. You get yeah. The age in which you get them, you That's can't. Why I don't take have any. That's why I don't have any because it's permanent. Tammy has a face yeah. tattoo. I have a face <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, my tattoo that I actually have, I had uh, thought about for five years before I ended up getting it. So I'm well, pretty confident in the ones I have. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to end up with a tribal tattoo. <laughs> Well, let me just say I hate my tribal tattoo. Um, <laughs> and really, really, yin yang, really. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go fuck yourself, eighteen-year-old Robin. So uh, yeah. <laughs> not uh, not you know, from Dust Till Dawn is an awesome movie, but really, you didn't have to try to start doing that tattoo because uh, yeah, didn't it, it was just one band. But I envisioned it going up my arm and onto my neck like George Clooney, like a badass. But uh, <laughs> it didn't go any further. And then the yin yang right in the middle, really. <sighs> you need to post a picture on the group. Oh, no, it's too embarrassing. Oh, Ugh, I hate it. Um, so, and uh, yeah, so Claire is my fisher. And uh, I definitely, for the same reasons you guys said, um, 
it, it's interesting. The commentary does point out boop, that um, Phil and Claire in their scene together. Yeah, Phil is you can you can love or hate Phil, <laughs> mostly hate. But you know he wasn't running for a relationship, and and uh, you know um, unfortunately he was going about it the wrong way by you know maybe say okay we, maybe I I think personally you know. He should have said, oh, let's not sleep together. You know, I'm still considering my options or whatever. I want to hang out with this girl. I want to hang out with that girl. But I'm not going to be, you know, sharing <laughs> uh, fluids with each one of you. Uh, so Yeah. Um, See, I don't hate him because, you know, when you're a grown-up, you can't just assume that you, just because someone starts sleeping with you that you're the only one in their life. You know? I mean, well, yeah, really. You can't assume that. You have to have that conversation with them. Yeah. And if, you know, I mean, he was honest with her about how he didn't want to be exclusive. He wasn't a total dick. I mean, he was a little bit of a douche, but yeah. not that bad. Um, so, yeah. Uh, shots all around for Claire. And Yay. let's get into our listener eulogies. We have two this week. We have one from Yvette. And one from Brad. So, um, I think uh, Tammy should read Brad's. And who <laughs> wants to read a vet? Does, does anybody have it up? Because I can just read it if not. I will in just a second. Okay. Well, why don't we... Okay. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, the subject is loving the podcast. Hi. I just wanted to write in and say I've been really enjoying your podcast. I watched Six Feet Under when it first aired and haven't watched it since. I'm re-watching along with you, and I had forgotten how much I loved it. I love this season because Claire's experiences make me nostalgic for my own years at art school. I can tell that at least one of the writers must have gone because it's spot on. Oh, it must be really pretentious <laughs> in real life then. <laughs> um, also, I love Kathy Bates and Catherine O'Hara. There's so many exciting things coming up, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about them. Yvette. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I really, I, I love yeah, hearing really from nice. you people. It's great. People keep telling me like, you know, oh, it's good, but I just don't feel it yet. So I'm hoping that, I don't know. I don't know what I'm hoping. Well, I, I guess it's supposed to have like one of the best series finales. Like it's in the top, Oh yeah. I don't know, 20 of series finales. Top so 10, I'm like, well, five. at least I know. <laughs> At the end, yeah, it'll be good. Now. <laughs> I don't know. It might be my favorite season fina- series finale. I don't know. Really? It might be. It might be the most satisfying. I, I think I'm looking forward, and I'm not jumping ahead at all. So I'm looking forward to revisiting it with you guys. So, um, you know, then maybe then I'll be like, it was the best. That was my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Is it you probably me cry, will Robin? cry, Robin. <laughs> Only if you're a sissy like Robin. I really am. Like, I cry at so many things. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel stupid, I like, watching TV with anybody because, I'm like, I'm just going to cry. I just know it. <laughs> oh, and it's the worst. Course, I might change my, I don't I want might change my mind in 2025 when we do the X-Files series finale. So. <laughs> Tammy, uh, I have uh, the email from Brad in the Skype box, if you see it. Cool. All right. The Skype yeah. box. Ooh. The oh, sex yeah. box, Carney cast. 
Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, that was a collection of vaguely somewhat tangent, tangential, <laughs> tangent. I can't read that word. Tangential. Thank you. I'm like not a good reader. <laughs> tangential. <laughs> That's, is that even a world word? <laughs> I'm sure it is. Brad's smart. Sorry. <laughs> did, did Rico just ask if they caught the guys that chased her into the street? Why would you ask that? That's horrific. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, great. A rookie cop art teacher that plays by his own rules and gets results by shaking things up with his unlikely methods. You can't put him in a box no matter how hard the system tries because he speaks it like it is. I am drowning in cliches. <laughs> he's, the, he's the bash. He's the bash of Fisher Cast. I mean, of Six Feet Under. That's what it is. <laughs> If you, don't, if you don't listen to Ramjack, you won't know he, what I'm talking about. But I, I think he, you know, yeah, his introduction, he might be like, you know, I don't know, the the Robin Williams of Black Arts or something. But uh, <laughs> but I think I I hate Robin I, I think, well, There you go. I think uh, I think he's a good act. The guy's a good actor, and I think the the character uh, gets a little bit more, <laughs> even more interesting as it goes on. So. Okay. Uh, David and Keith went to a resort that consists of one really shitty pool. <laughs> I read this and I did a rewatch this morning and it's totally true. There's like the hotel room and just the <laughs> shitty pool. There's nothing else to this resort at all. He's totally right. So if we keep filling up the stable of actors in Claire's school, there's eventually going to be something interesting for her character to do, right? Because they seem to forget to do that a lot. <laughs> Aww. I disagree. <laughs> Nate is dreadful. I agree. How <laughs> how is there not an escape plan for Lisa's job? You work for someone that insanely volatile. You have got to be prepared. That's I true. agree. That's true. This bitch is considering not vaccinating her child. <laughs> I cannot begin to express the fiery rage I have seething and boiling for her at the moment. She's Thank you, Brad. Hippie. You just saved me the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that feedback, <laughs> and uh, especially the volatile one. That's always fun to hear from you every week, Brad. Uh, <laughs> no, it's always fun to read. And uh, of course, yes. Thank you, Yvette. Too great to hear from new people. And uh, keep writing in. Um, and where are you, Missy? Where are you? Uh, yeah, Missy has. A, she's abandoned oh, us. Yeah, she has joined the carnies, and so I was gonna say she has been writing for yeah. the carnies. She, she, <laughs> chose, she chose her side. There is a backlog <laughs> of feedback for carny cast that Missy writes, <laughs> and us nothing. Oh well. Uh, so let's get on to our little, Robin. Little... It's it's uh, like Phil said. It's really best if you don't beg for it. <laughs> says says the woman who's begging on Twitter for feedback every week. <laughs> hey, I thought that was my Aww. job. <laughs> I'll stop. No, no stop. It's, it's cute <laughs> when you do it. It's cute when you do it, Moira. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> let's get into our last rights, our final thoughts on the episode, and the ratings. Let's go to Tammy first for. But by the way, Timmy, what are you wearing today? Uh... <laughs> My pajamas—they're so cute. That's true. <laughs> they're just—they're black with little pink stars on them. <laughs> cool. I'm I posing. think Maya wore pajamas, so Me good costume. Too. 
Good costume. And I have That's some Eeyore socks too. on. <laughs> you, you have Eeyore socks on? We have Eeyore as a co-host. <laughs> oh, Can man. Can you say oh bear, Des? <laughs> I said oh man. You say oh bear. <laughs> Oh, bear. <laughs> 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 All right, so, Tammy, what's your uh, rating? And uh, what, did you, well, what did you think of the episode? And what's your rating? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> um, I thought the episode is an improvement over the last couple episodes. I don't know if that's really saying much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am hoping it gets better. Um, I feel like it probably will because if it's one of the best series finales it can't be because thank god this show is over um sorry so with that i give it six and a half out of ten songs ruined by david's gay choir uh, nice <laughs> uh moira um i uh hmm funny when we're talking about being a, a bit better than last week i'm thinking yeah it, it is in some ways because it gives me some hope that things are going to shake up in the way that i want them to so you know hope that nate and lisa will become a train wreck and <laughs> <laughs> leave each other um you know hope that david and keith will get shaken up and hope that claire well well it's good at least we resolve something that she broke up with phil because i think she needed to do that and she's getting back on track in terms of why she's at art school in the first case even if it is coming from a ridiculously comically pretentious goofball but whatever if it helps her i'm happy um and ruth you know ruth is making her new badass friend and i don't really want ruth to turn into a a criminal but um i still think it's good for her to have her world shaken up a bit so there were a lot of positive things that are just starting to like the seeds are all being planted you know what i mean and i hope some of them bear some fruit um but having said that i'm I'm still only going to give this a seven out of ten i I gave last week's a seven out of ten and i don't feel strongly enough that this one is tons better for me to go higher but i certainly won't go lower so i'm going to give it seven out of ten white bedroom tent enclosures (laughs) (laughs) does um, yeah, I enjoyed this episode a little bit more than the other ones this season, but that's not saying much because it appears that it was just a nice little vacation break. Um, and we'll be getting back to the real world soon. But I do think that um, that hopefully Lisa and Nate are going to be on their way out because uh, moving back into mom's house gives him nowhere to escape. <sighs> so maybe he'll have to deal with the whole relationship and everything. But um let's no see to run uh, to, baby. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i am not gonna list off pluses and minuses because i'm tired and i can't think of what i was gonna put so i'm just gonna give it a rating i'm gonna say um four out of ten um w- <laughs> oh window window pee times <laughs> I was thinking, you know, in, in season three, Des, you haven't done your plus minus ratings. I think the season's so dismal that it doesn't even inspire you to do your it'll plus be, minuses. It'll be so many minuses. Although I did like Keith and, and Nate in this in this episode. Yeah, and you were I did right like about that. I, no, Keith, Keith and David. David. You know what I mean. I'm tired. Yeah, they um, were cute yeah. together they, for once. They it was were, refreshing yeah. again. Yeah. They were a real couple that you like, think, oh, okay, this couple, they, they're they they're good together. Like their drunken bed sex scene was funny. <laughs> yeah. It was. it was cute. Yeah. And and I did like Zachary Quinto, so that was Hipster. a plus, but, you know, that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So I, I, I would say I don't like this as much as, or, or I don't think this is an episode that I'm like, oh, well, at least this is better than the last couple. I think this is probably the worst so far for season three for me. Um, oh, great. Because, I mean, the first episode I thought was awesome. And uh, the second one, I mean, the Topanga Canyon stuff is so awesome, too. And I'm out of adjectives. Uh, so, basically, I, I I don't know. The whole David, it's, it's frustrating to see David and Keith, like, so happy together. And it's, it's so weird and out of character to me. Um, and, but it could have been just because they were on vacation and they didn't feel as stressed that Keith didn't have to go to his job in the morning or anything like that. Um, David was away from the dead bodies and Rico. Uh, so, you know, all the stresses were taken away. So maybe, um, I don't know, they have to learn better to deal with their own issues to get back to where they were at. Um, but it was weird to see David regress even further to be like, I'm, I'm ashamed of being gay now, even though I just came back from my gay choirs meeting. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I was impressed, but I wasn't that impressed that Nate and Lisa bother me. Uh, my, I love, um, and, uh, Ruth and Bettina are fun together, but you know, you worry where, where, what direction Ruth is going in. Um, you know, she's going to start holding up banks for the thrill of it, you know? Thrill killing, thrill <laughs> killing, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, in an episode that made me bring up my previous sex change, my tattoo, and how I almost got raped as a teenager, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 poopy shakes. Poopy shakes. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> let's bury this cake towel. Uh what? That doesn't what? start with a B? Breaking the rules. <gasps> oh, I ran out man. of B words. Season three is just yes. going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I almost yeah, dropped it, it all together, but I knew you guys would be like, well, you got to bury something. And I was like, well, I'm going to bury a cake doll then. That's... Uh... Okay. Visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us voicemail at 15412embalm. Visit us on the Facebook. Or write to us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. You can express your rage about whatever is bothering you about season three. And then you will really be in commune. Or with talk us. about how much you love it and how much you're looking forward to the rest of the uh, season. And series and hearing all about it <laughs> please please tell us it will get better yeah, yeah. Told you. looking forward to things <laughs> you're not yeah so despite what moira's twitter says it's not fishercast at gmail.com it's fishercast one at G- one mistake i make one mistake <laughs> i never hear the end of it and i deleted that post damn it <laughs> i saw it that means others saw it and uh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, Tammy, I hear about CarneyCast. Um, what else? What? Uh, I'm on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast, and I will soon be on the Twin Peaks podcast discussing Laura Palmer's diary. Ooh. Yeah. Poor I'm looking girl. forward to being reminded about that. <laughs> it's, it was... I haven't... It was de- really... Crazy. I've read it since that. when the series was on. So, yeah. It was very dark. Very dark. 
Um, okay, so Des, where can we find you on the mm-hmm. web? Okay, this week um, you can find me on Fatal Attraction, a Lost Girl podcast, and that's spelled F-A-E-T-A-L. Um, we talk about the Canadian show Lost Girl, me and Michaela. Okay, and you can find Moira, of course, in a pillow tent eating cake. Yum! <laughs> <laughs> Having multiple choco gasms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that was slurpy. <laughs> um, that's it for FisherCast this week. Thank you for thank you people for listening to all the terrible intimate details of my life that I'll probably edit out. <laughs> Uh, next week your homework oh wait oh thank you thank you very much tammy for coming aboard and we're looking so happy that you decided to take on the show and catch up maybe others like matt and mel should probably do the same yes um we must collect them all yeah it's great you're caught up tammy now we can chat about it i was gonna say if we if if it you know if not we still at least have assimilated you so, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are your one of what us? Job, one of us. <laughs> what jobs am I going to give you guys this week? Wrong uh... <laughs> podcast. Oh, <laughs> I don't do work. <laughs> Des, you have to clean up the chocolate mess. <laughs> I don't do work. Hell no. Get Lisa to do it. I want to vaccinate the baby. Can I vaccinate the baby? Please, someone, please do it. Tammy, you have to clean the pool, Los Lomos. Oh no, no, no! (laughs) And and how old is that baby? That baby should have had several vaccinations by Uh, that time. They get vaccinations from the beginning. Eight or more. Yes, she should have had three sets of vaccinations by now. Yes. Damn that it. baby is a walking like uh, <laughs> typhoid Mary. She gets diphtheria <laughs> and she dies a miserable, painful, horrible death. I do not want to hear any whining from Lisa. And you won't me. hear any from Des. Me either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but then, then everybody's going to be all depressed about the baby, and that's going to be stupid and boring. Aww. So yeah, don't kill her off. I guess. All right, and I'll take down Colossus. So as for. Oh, wait, uh, next week, your homework is Nobody Sleeps. And uh, we have our guest, Steph, who is going to come on and either defend or uh, yell at Rika. We'll see what happens. She's back and forth on the whole (laughs) issue. And Lisa. She's okay with his homophobicness. (laughs) But she's not okay. Yeah, with that was funny. God, Steph. <laughs> and uh, perhaps next week we'll have the sound of wipers going in the background. I apologize for that in advance. And as for the eye inside, we therefore commit this episode to the ground, ashes to ashes, and dust to and dust. Dust to dust. Bye, everybody. Dust to dust. Bye. 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 She packed my bags. Last night, pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high. As a kite by then. the earth so much.
miss my wife.